Welcome to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. This is the world of basketball. And yes, I'm glad that you're with me today. We got a very special show. Giannis celebrating birthday basketball. Melo gets that cake. And of course, Nick's got a surprise for David. Right here on Ball Court. Stick around. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Ruth. This is the world of basketball. And yes, we are going to be starting off talking about something that's near and dear to my heart. Two friends finding each other years after to still compete. Yeah, we're talking about LeBron and Carmelo. Melo the God. Yes, I'm telling you right now. It was a beautiful thing to watch them match up again. Now, anybody in my age group, anybody who grew up around my time, you know this, what, how big this was. When LeBron was a sophomore and Carmelo was a, uh, Carmelo was a junior, they met at an at a actual tournament in Colorado. Since then, they have been friends. And 2003, we were blessed with a young LeBron coming out of high school and a young Carmelo coming fresh off of a Syracuse championship. And yes, they met up again, and we are being granted one more access at the great LeBron and Melo matchup. And it was a good one, too. Let me tell you, right now, of course, we got to talk about how great Melo has been doing. Everybody knows he signed a non-guaranteed contract to come back, and if he keep on playing on this level, they said by January it will be guaranteed. But guess what? Yep. The money's already been guaranteed. He's getting that money. He don't got to be wait. He don't have to wait till January. They already went in and rewrote his contract. So, Melo, you've done what you did and salute to you cuz very few people can do what you've done. With that said, you now have to go against one of your biggest rivals, one of your greatest friends, and one of the greatest shows that we've seen every time y'all go against each other. I'm talking all-star games playing against each other. I'm talking about the Olympics playing with each other. I'm talking about Cleveland and the Nuggets. I'm talking about Cleveland versus the Knicks. I'm talking about OKC versus the Lakers. Yes, LeBron James versus Carmelo Anthony. Right now, Carmelo Anthony's a trailblazer. And of course, these numbers were looking absolutely fabulous for him. 15 points, three steals. It was an absolute great game for him. Not his best since he's been back, but definitely a great game. LeBron had 31 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. As we know, LeBron is on his Wash King tour, so it's a revenge season. Everybody's getting it, including friends. Yes, they lost. They took that loss. It was a tough one, 136 to 113. But it wasn't just because of LeBron why that loss happened. It was a lot of other factors out there. Of course, we know the one factor, the man who is known as a factor, Anthony Davis. He is a factor in itself. Anytime he plays, it's a game-changing situation. As a matter of fact, if we take a look back over two games, him and LeBron is the only teammates since 2003 have done this, that they combined for 70 points in a game for two games in a row. Who did it in 2003, may you ask? Yes, it was the Lakers. It was Kobe and Shaq. And now, it looks like we got a little 2.0 going here, and I'm liking the way they, they're, I'm loving the way they're playing. As a matter of fact, 
In that game, Anthony Davis had 39 points, nine rebounds, and three blocks. Are you telling me he's not defensive player of the year yet? I don't know. He's sort of making a case for it. And let's talk about how he played in the game after. Yes, that game after when they went into Minnesota, it wasn't an easy, easy one that I thought it would be, but it was definitely an easy one. They allowed 125 points to Minnesota. I know you're sitting here thinking, how could they have won? They probably just barely skated out of there. Nope, they had 142. They gave them a good thrashing, and that's the reason AD was dominant. 50 points. Yeah, you heard correct. 50 points. He gave them the business. He did everything. I'm talking even that spin move was a man's move. He pretty much showed that he is one of the best players in the game right now on either end of the court. I'm saying... If you don't have him down yet for the MVP, there is still space on the bandwagon. Please jump on because he's probably looking MVP-ish. And I'm saying that while having a teammate like LeBron sitting beside you, leading the league right now in assists, as well as you have somebody across the pond doing some big things and making some big moments over there as well. It is crazy. It is scary. The vaults are opening up. Doors are opening all over the place for this guy. I'm telling you, it's going to be some big things going on right now. Woo! Let's go on to the legend. Yes, that legend of Luca. Shh. You hear it? It's kind of quiet. It's the legend of Luca. There is rumbling going on. There's words being said, and everybody wants to know what's going on with Luca Donich. But I'm going to tell you the truth. This guy is unbelievable. When I watch him from game to game and I see what he brings to the table, each and every time he goes out, he does something a little bit more. A little bit more exciting, a little bit more, eh. He does a little bit more each and every time. Now, Luca, let me tell you what he's doing now. Does anybody, anybody ever heard of this guy, uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan? Yeah, there's this guy. He is a pretty good, he is a pretty good basketball player back in his time. He had, uh, one time he had 18 games in a row where he had 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. As a matter of fact, it was so good during that time, he had set a record. Yes. I don't know. Google the guy. You may have heard of him. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. If you haven't, you heard it here first. All right? Now, let me tell you how Luca, how good Luca's been doing. Now, when you Google this guy, they're going to... They're going to see phrases like GOAT and greatest of all time and things of that nature. So, to, to see that Luca actually has broken that record, broken that streak, and went 19 games, over 20 points, over 5 rebounds, and over 5 assists is absolutely amazing. So, let's just go ahead and recap over the last couple weeks. Luca's had the most 20-point games since LeBron. The most games, the most consistent games are triple-doubles in a game since LeBron. And now, the most 25 and 5 games since Michael Jordan? The legend of Luka grows, and once again, I'm on board. I'm going to get the 77 tattooed on me somewhere. He's absolutely lighting it up right now. The only thing that he can do, the only thing that's short of making Luka's name and household name is... Having a signature shoe. Mm. Let's take a look at that. Let's see who's going to make that happen. All right. Let's go on to the MVP himself. Yes. Former MVP and hopefully 
going to be the next MVP, Giannis Anatokumbo. He had such a great game on his birthday. He listened to the chants from the crowd yelling happy birthday and things of that nature. I don't know if that what amped him up or it's just the simple fact that he's out here beasting on everybody as if everybody is his child. He's playing grown man ball. Now, not, not to be confused with bully ball, like what uh, Kendrick Perkins was talking about that you know, Carmelo Anthony was doing in Sacramento, he just pretty much showed that kid that he's his son, you know? Not that kind of ball, but he's playing grown man ball. He's going against your bigs. He's going against anybody you got, and he's just dunking on them. He's taking it right to them. Now, 27 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. That sounds like a great birthday to anybody. And anybody who was playing on his level, playing at that, at that potential, trust me, it would have been an amazing game. But for him, it was just another night. He played amazing and still took down the LA Clippers. Yes, 119 to 91. Now that's a birthday gift because they're supposed to be the hottest team in the, in the West, but they're not. Anyway, 21 and three Lakers are. So let's go ahead and move on to the next. And yes, you know who we got to talk about. The one saga that we always talk about every week. I know you're not getting tired of hearing about them. Yup, that odd couple themselves, the one you love to talk about, Brody and the Beard. Yes, Brody and the Beard, they're showing up again. And they have now made everybody angry with what they have done to the Suns. Do you know what makes everybody angry, what they did to the Suns? Last show, I talked about, even, and this is exactly how I said it, even though Russell Westbrook is not scoring triple doubles at the rate that he was doing before, he's still showing a great showing, even though, you know, James Harden is not putting up the, you know, giving the ball up as much as he did. He's still showing a great showing, and Russell Westbrook shut me up. He came out and dropped a triple double in Russell Westbrook fashion. I'm talking angrily dunking every ball, ripping every pass, dishing it around, handing it out, giving everybody their due. It is absolutely amazing to watch him play at that level. And here's the best part about it. James Harden had 34 points. Yeah, James Harden had 34 points. As a matter of fact, you had actually three people over 20 points that game for the, for the Rockets. They're playing on a high level. I love I absolutely love the new style or the style that they utilize with Russell Westbrook, dishing it out a little bit more and moving the ball a little bit more, getting the rebound, setting off the break, starting it up. I like that style a lot more. Don't get me wrong. I like the high points that James Harden puts up. But let's be honest here. Some of us get tired of seeing free throws. I like to see people get dunked on every now and again. Not saying I will turn the channel from a free throw. I, I find it... I find it incredible the way that James Harden can score anytime he wants and manipulate the rules of the game to ensure that he's going to score on you. So, to that, I say, one more time, Brody and the Bears, let's do it again. Now, the thing that really had a showstopper for that game, the one thing that had my mouth drop in that game where I was like, oh, did you see that? And I had to rewind it, was that block on Devin Booker. Woo! Clint Capella sent that back. We're still looking for that ball right now. Officers say that the ball has been found. Good job. But Russell Westbrook, triple-double, 24 points, 11 assists, 18, no, 14 rebounds. Woo. 
18 rebounds, you had your mouth drop. But 14 rebounds is still a beast. Think about it. Every single time, get the rebound. He starts to break. He's passing it off. What a team. What a team. Now, regardless of their record, 15 and 7, they're still going to be one of the formidable teams that they're going to have to beat in the West for the Lakers, for my Lakers, my beloved Lakers, to go home and take home another ring. It's going to have to start with them. And yes, it's going to end with them. We're going to have to find out, does this work? Does the Mike D'Antoni system translate to the playoffs? Because right now, they look scary. From a fan's point of view, from a coach's point of view, they look scary. But does this translate to tomorrow? Does this make it to May? That's the question. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about Jimmy Buckets. Miami has been on absolute fire lately. And we could say it's due to the triple-double guy, Jimmy Butler, that's lighting it up. Or we could say it's to the nice young big man, Bam Abadeo, that's lighting it up. Or we could say that they have a hero in their building with Tyler. But either way, they have been on absolute fire. I'm talking that triple-double that Jimmy Butler dropped against Washington. I think that that one was, that one was on a different level. The way he played it, he knew it. He, Jimmy Butler right now is playing like a man possessed. He's playing like a man who knows he is better than every other man in front of them. This is a dangerous thing for Jimmy Butler. When Jimmy Butler played as if he was the number two person on the team when he was in Chicago playing behind uh, Derrick Rose, he was dangerous. When he played as if he was the number one person on the team, he was dangerous. When he went over to Minnesota and they said, you are not the number one, he played out took all of the bench team and showed up and beat everybody on the starters. He said, I am the number one. Hands down, the growth of Jimmy Butler has shown everybody that he's here to stay. He's making a name. And Miami's bench is not weak. Kendrick Nunn, he's not weak. Their second reserves are not weak. So, I'm going to tell you right now, Milwaukee, you're, you're flying through the East. I'm talking you got a 20-3 record. Don't get too comfortable. There's other teams out there. There's the Sixers. They're coming for you. But I do not want y'all to write off that Heat team. That Heat team has something that not everybody possess, and that is the heart of a champion. And his name is Jimmy Butler, and he will take out your heart. Look at this video right here where he hits that three, and look at read those lips. I agree. You are a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm talking about Jimmy, and I can dig it. All right, let's jump on to the next topic. We're going to talk about the cellar dwellers. Yes, when speaking of the cellar dwellers, I always like to bring up two teams in particular, but this time, I'm going to let one team live. Due to the simple fact that we talked about the hope that they have moving forward, and that is the Golden State Warriors. Don't worry, there will be brighter days. Now we're going to go to the next cellar dweller. Yeah, I told you. The first team, I'm going to let them live. Second cellar dweller, the Knicks. Yes, 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 the Knicks. 4-18 and 18 Knicks. The team filled with forwards, not even power forwards, small forwards, and one or two guards, and a center. The Knicks. The Knicks, where it doesn't matter who would have coached them, with the office things that went into the back office, they would have failed. 
the Knicks. They have now found a goat in New York. But unfortunately, it's a scapegoat, and it was David Fisdale. He was the one that was actually sent home, sent packing. He was fired by the Knicks. Why? Is it his fault? Is it his fault that you do not have a, a team in place to actually put forward? Think about this. David Fisdale is just a cook. He didn't shop for the groceries. He didn't even talk about the recipe. He didn't set up the recipe. All he's doing is cooking. He's cooking exactly what you put in front of him. And you're mad that it doesn't taste like what L.A. has in front of them? Then why don't you buy L.A. groceries? They went out and got A.D. They went out and got names. They went out and got big-time players. They signed big-time free agents. During that time of the big-time free agents, you were hoping, you had your fingers crossed that we're going to get Zion. Remember? Everybody was like, we're going to get Zion. You didn't. Then, then, when everybody was out there shopping for groceries, you was holding back. Like, nah, 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 nah. I heard we might get KD and Kyrie. But you didn't. You got Julius Randle. And now, you're mad and you want to fire your coach. You Think about this now. Eight seasons... Dave Fisdale had of a losing season. Eight seasons with them. Let's think about eight seasons ago. Who was on their higher list? Steve Kerr. They said Steve Kerr would have been able to change things around. Look at what Steve Kerr had to cook with in Golden State, and look what he had to, would have had to cook with in New York. I guarantee the plate would have tasted just as horrible if Steve Kerr was using it, and Dave Fisdale would have been the one sitting there like, yeah, I'm chilling with my job, and Steve Kerr would have been out the door. I think Steve Kerr made the right decision. And any coach coming after Dave Fisdale, unless you are a new coach, there is no reason for you to go ahead and end your career in New York. I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. The fish rots from the head. When you get rid of the Dolan family controlling the Knicks is when the Knicks will climb back on top. Until then, they will be the New Jersey of the league. Well, but Brooklyn's still kicking it, so we like y'all. Anyway, <laughs> so, that, I, don't, I don't think I have anything more to say on that Seller Dweller topic. The Knicks are pretty much done for the year. I feel bad for anybody looking to go to the Knicks in the future. Lamella Ball. Um, you don't have uh, much of a structure there. And the good news is, the good news is, there is, there is some silver lining, that the Knicks are looking also to replace their GM as well. So he might be on the hot seat. He's looking to get fired as well. And they're talking about making some big-time trades to make some moves and a push this year. So, there's a chance that R.J. Barrett, you may be able to get out of there, too. Man, I'm telling y'all, try and run for the door. Hey, get out. Get out. <laughs> anyway, so, before we go to break, I got to talk about my final topic that I always talk about for this segment before I go to break. And this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I cry every day wondering... Yes, I wake up every morning and I hold my pillow and I cry, wondering when it's going to happen. When will Jamal Crawford be signed? What is it taking to sign Jamal Crawford? Let's stop and think about it. 
let's let's think about who's currently signed and why you can't sign Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford, he's 39 years old. I'm not saying he's a young chicken right now. I'm not saying he's a great one of the greatest defensive players. But Jamal Crawford, in all walks of life, is a walking bucket. He can still score. Now, they say things like, you're only as good as your last game. You only could be judged by your last game. So in that case, why not sign him? Your last game, he dropped with 51 points. 51 points. Stop and think about it. The only other player who scored more than that in their last game that's not signed is Kobe Bryant. And everybody begging Kobe Bryant to come back. And he keeps on saying, no, 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 I ain't coming back. I ain't coming back. I ain't coming back. No, 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 I'm good where I'm at. Yeah, I just got a mama society. You know, it's all about Gigi now. I'm good where I'm at. But Jamal Crawford's not getting a look. Let's talk about the people who could use a Jamal Crawford. First, Trailblazers. Trailblazers is the problem that they have is they have a lot of good talent over there, but they're also injury prone. They're snake bitten. Ronnie Hood recently just got injured. Achilles. Where's those points going to come from? I'm not saying that you're going to get the defensive paralysis that you have with Dwayne or Ronnie Hood by no means, but you need those points. You telling me you can't use 51 coming off the bench? Orlando Magic. You can't use 51. Markel Fultz is doing an excellent, he's doing great. Probably his best year that he's had since he came into the league. But with Aaron Gordon, he just tweaked his ankle. You, you telling me that you don't need 51 points coming off the bench? You, and even on a bad day, Jamal Crawford's going to give you 25. You don't need that? Right now, the Suns, the Suns, they need spark. They need points. They need somebody that's going to generate more offense. You're, you're not, of course, we're not saying, okay, send him to a young team so this way he can be a locker room guy. He's not a locker room guy. You know, and I'm telling you, but I know, I'm not saying that he's, he's a bad influence in the locker room, but that's not the reason you need him. You don't need him as a, just a locker room guy. You don't need him as, as, as a decoration to have on your team to say, hey, we got a Jamal Crawford at the end of the bench. But I'm more than positive you send him to a contender right now, he can produce. He could give you 25 a night, 19 a night. And there is a lot of teams in the league right now that could utilize an extra 19 points a night. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say because I'm selfish and I like the fact that my team is always going to be on top. Right now, even though the Lakers are dominating the West, an extra 19 points could be helpful. But where would it come from? How would he ever get those touches? That would be the hard part. So you need a team where he's going to get the touches that he needs to get over the hump. Now, another good team, Milwaukee Bucks. After, lo after losing Brogdon, they could use a Jamal Crawford right now to sit in that place, and that will push him over the hump from just being the best Eastern Conference team to a possible championship contender against a Western Conference team. See, these are the things that we got to look for when we're looking at what makes a great player. And once we know what makes a great player, we now have to realize why are we holding that player out of the league? You have a lot of these rookies, a lot of these young guys that's getting a shot that's not putting up the kind of buckets that Jamal Crawford will put up. See, I, for one, 
definitely believe Jamal Crawford needs to be back in this league. And if we got to go ahead and start a hashtag, we're going to have to start a hashtag. Hashtag, why isn't Jamal Crawford signed? Why isn't Jay Crossover signed? Please, y'all get that going. Let me know, because I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm at an absolute loss. I want y'all to stick around with me. I'm Coach Drew. This is Ball Court, and this is the world of basketball. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. And yes, we're in our segment, segment three, where we talk about college hoops. Yes, the number nine Zags took on the number 22 Washington. They looked great. Washington Huskies is a great team. I'm going to tell you, they are a more defensive team than you think. But the Zags is not something to be taken lightly. I do see them as a future Final Four team, even though they're only ranked number nine. Great team, great shooting. They actually won 83-76. to 76. And if you do watch college sports and college hoops, you know that that is a very high score for a college game. So you take a team like Washington, who has some great defense, as well as the supported offense, and they were still able to score 83 on them. That's the level that the Zags are playing at. Right now, one team that you definitely want to watch. Now, on the ladies' side, there's some things that was taking place. West Virginia's acting was acting real brolic over there going against number 10, Mississippi. Uh, I'm sorry, Mississippi State. Now, that one, that one was a real beating. That was 71 to 65. Now, you sit here and you think, number 10, Mississippi State. Yes, the same team that a few years ago that was in that tournament running everyone down, beating up on everybody. They just got beaten themselves by West Virginia. But how did West Virginia do it, you ask? Not only by you know, um, one scoring 16 in the game, but you're talking about benches, benches coming off, Dean coming off of the bench, dropping 17. That is amazing in itself that you have that level, your highest scorer coming off of the bench. That is not something that any team is going to be ready for. That's not something the team is going to be actually playing for. So Mississippi State was actually taken by surprise with that one, and that was college hoops. But I want to go ahead and jump into my segment. Yes, the segment that we all know and love, the one that we care about, is called Goat Moves. Yes, Goat Moves. What was the Goat Move of this week? I'm going to have to tell you. It wasn't by a player, but it was actually by a school for a player. I'm telling you. Anytime we can hear the, the beautiful cackling of children's laughter when something is done in such manner, it is something that we have to honor. And yes, Bethel High School did exactly that. They honored Allen Iverson by donating the gym, yes, where everything took place. That gym in, back in 94 where he was also not a basketball star but also a football star. He was able to dominate out there, and due to that, the kids loved it. They donated a gym in his honor. Now, that to me is a GOAT move. Bethel High School, out in Virginia, you went ahead and you did something real special. Allen Iverson Gym, one day I hope that my children will have the honor of playing in that gym. Even though I'm not in Virginia myself, one day we'll go to 
come out there and we'll put up numbers over there. That's how we do. If you know about my team, we put in numbers everywhere we go. But that's definitely a GOAT move, man. We got to honor Allen Iversons for that and Bethel High School. Classy move on y'all part. Classy move. Now, I want to go ahead and jump into the world of basketball. As the world of basketball, we always like to tackle the things that's going on down under. Yes, because we got some eyes going on in the NBL right now. In the NBL right now, everybody's eyes is on LaMelo Ball. What is LaMelo doing? Melo this, Melo that. Because we all know that he is the number one draft pick coming out for the 2020 season. I got good news and bad news. Good news is LaMelo Ball will be ready for the 2020 season and for the draft. The bad news is, is that currently he is injured. Yes, he had fractured his foot during the practice a few days ago. That has actually left him out. He's going to be sidelined for the next four weeks, and he won't be playing. Now, the specialist said that the injury is not too severe, but he does require some rest. Being for the fact that you're looking at... Um, multi-million dollar payday I think run with the specialist get the rest that's needed you still have time to come back and compete for the Hawks this season as well as make it to the playoffs for them so get your rest now make sure that you come back in great shape because we cannot wait to see what you're going to be doing Woo! speaking of our top picks right now that's in the NBL doing their things we're going to talk about RJ Hampton's team the breakers but no we're not going to talk about RJ Hampton I'm going to talk about the team itself. That team actually went over the bullets, beating them 96 to 85. Now, one thing about that game that I actually loved was Corey Webster came back from injury. Now, once, if y'all know anything about Corey Webster, he is one of the most elite scorers down there, in, down there in the NBL right now. With him coming back from injury, he day one back from injury, dropping 23 points, three rebounds, and three assists. He definitely was the catalyst to that win. Now, with him being the catalyst to that win, you know that the other rest of the team has to step up. They, did it, they stepped up that night, and they did fabulous. But there is certain things that is taking place in the Breakers organization that we have to look at a little bit closer. Yes, breaking news came out that Glenn Rice Jr. was released from the Breakers due to the fact that he uh, it was cited for breaching bail. As you all know, a few months ago, uh, Glenn Rice Jr. got into an altercation during the time that he was uh, down in New Zealand, in a New Zealand bar, where he was actually put on probation after his arrest. Being for the fact that he was out on bail during that, not on probation, I'm sorry, he was out on bail after the arrest, and he was out on bail pending his uh, actual court case in February, February 10th to be precise. Now, that court case hasn't came up, but he had breached bail. They said no word of said what exactly that he had done to breach bail, but he was immediately released from the team, and he was arrested once again, and bailed out once again, and he will be go ahead and contending at his original court date, February 10th. Right now, he is not with the Breakers. He will not be. He did not play the last game, and he will not be playing going forward. He has been released from the team, as last stated. Unfortunately, though, that's tough, because anybody from my generation knows who Glenn Rice is and know what an upstanding basketball player and an upstanding human he was. Great shooter, but he was an absolute upstanding player and upstanding human. So it kind of, it kind of. 
it kind of hurts me in a way. It's kind of like it's my own child or my own son or own nephew that was actually affected. It does hurt that this has taken place. I'm hoping going forward, definitely going forward, that Glenn Rice Jr. does straighten things up and makes it back to the NBL. I doubt it because this would be his third try. And you know what they say, three times is a charm, but not for most. Not for most. Now, I want to jump into the segment that we all talk about, that we all discuss, and that the segment that actually makes me. It makes me happy. It makes me sad sometimes. It's called Shady or Genius. Yes. Well, we talk about topics that's happening right now in the NBA as well as the WNBA or the NBA G League that's going on in basketball that's either shady or genius. Remember last, last time I came to you and we spoke about Shady or Genius? We, talk, we spoke about those guaranteed contracts. $125,000 guaranteed to, two, to three or five players to play in the G League. Now, here goes, that was shady in itself, that no player actually wanted to take that money. I'm saying they were literally throwing money at them, and they said, no, I'm okay. Here's the part that makes it even more shady for today's version of Shady or Genius. Think about this. They're throwing $125,000 contracts at players to come there, at high school players to come. But the NBA refuses to pay their WNBA sister league. So now you have these women playing at the highest levels that they're playing at. Think about it. You have a Diana Taurasi who is literally, literally the female embodiment of Kobe Bryant. You have a Diana Taurasi have to go overseas to make the money that she can make here. You have, you have players that combined is not equaling with two players, the two players combined does not equal the guaranteed contract that you're willing, willing, to literally throw at any high school student that's willing to play in the G League. What does that say to you as a business, as a company, as an organization on a whole, that we are willing to pay any child, any child, far more than we're willing to pay these women? I've heard excuses coming from others saying that, well, you know, people don't go to WNBA games. They don't go to G League games neither. Hey, well, nobody watches the WNBA. I know more people that watch the WNBA than watch the G League. I can guarantee you right now I could poll you and 20 of your closest friends and y'all will not be able to tell me where to find a G League game. You know where to find a WNBA game? Here in Vegas, the Aces are pretty much outside of the Golden Knights and being for the fact that they were the ones I was contending for the Stanley Cup only two years ago, outside of the Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Aces is the biggest draw here in Vegas. They are supported well above. Their, 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 their stars are treated like stars here. But it's not like that in every city that the WNBA is in. It's not like that in every city that basketball is being played. Now, I do understand that there's a lot of ladies that do watch the game, and they look for their heroes. Do you know how important it is to see a hero that look like you? Being a person of color, I really understand that. It, until I saw actual Deathlock in a Marvel comic, 
I felt like there was none of the superheroes that were like me. Deathlock was the first superhero that looked like me. And I dug that. And I liked it. That made me want to be Deathlock. How many kids want to play basketball? How many girls want to play basketball? And why aren't we giving them the opportunity to see them at the highest level excel financially as well? You can't, I understand that the game is above the level that it needs to be. But financially, what are you doing? Think about this. Any high school kid, you are willing to give RJ Hampton $125,000. He said, no thank you, I'll go to the NBL first. You are willing to give a couple recruits that went to Duke. Cassius Stanley, $125,000. He said, no thank you, I'd rather go to Duke and play for nothing. But the thing is, you're not willing to give our ladies who are willing to stay here to play. What are we scared of? Do, or do we believe that if we level the playing field, that things will change? Do we believe that, that a LeBron James will no longer have a foothold in basketball because of finances that you give to the women? Let's stop and think about it here. Until you strengthen every part of your business, your business is never really strong. So you have a triangle here with the G League, the NBA at top, and then you have the WNBA over here. So your focus is, now that the NBA is strong, your focus is, is that we're going to go ahead and strengthen the G League and keep the WNBA weak? That doesn't, that's not smart. Strengthen everything. Build it up. That 125 that you're willing to spend over here, you can spend it over there and get far more players, far better talent. You secure a better league, get a better product, and make more money. Stop throwing good money after bad. Obviously, our, the young men have decided the G League is not the route. Is that what you want for the young women to decide about the WNBA? That's your choice. That's been my take on Shady or Genius. We're going to be right back with Let's Kick It right here on Ball Court. Stick around. I'm Coach Drew.
Coach Drew, and this is World of Basketball. Yep, the favorite segment's happening. Let's kick it. Let's kick it. Come on, y'all. Let's kick it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Coach Drew. Sitting to the, or your right of me, is actually my guy, JT, the sneaker guy. Tell them about yourself, JT. I'm JT, the sneaker guy. I love sneakers and everything about it, from the soles to lace swaps, the hottest sneakers from around the world. I spend all day on the computer searching and diving for the latest culture, and that's my thing. So, when you hear, when I'm telling you about Let's Kick It, all the shoes that I usually go over, we kick it, I talk about it with him, we go back and forth about it. So, we're about to kick it. Here goes the shoes. First one, first one, this is, see, I like this one. This is the Gordon Hayward one, the Dragon Ball, right? Made is made by is a shoe by Anta. I like it. Came through with uh, uh, the Clay Thompson lines. Yeah, I dig it. It's it's kind of like, in a way, <laughs> it's kind of like a, a green low budget low top of the LeBron 17s. I would agree with that. The one thing against this shoe I would have would be in-game low-top sneakers for basketball. Oh, you're a low-top sneaker hater like me. Exactly. I, I'm telling you, that's why he's my sneaker guy. Tell him, tell him why. Until you've had a rolled ankle, <laughs> you, you, you would know. Now, now, let me give you some backstory on JT, the sneaker guy. He used to play ball, too, back in Louisiana. Right? And being for the fact, I came out of playing ball in New York, but I played a lot of basketball in the South and in Florida. We know how it is in that humidity when you're sitting there with your low socks on and the yeah. low sneakers yeah. and, your, and your ankles rubbing around in there. It's just, it is waiting to snap. You know? Yeah. But I would tell you, I like those though. I like them. I like them. But I can understand. So, this is. Uh, what would you do? Would you rock those to play in? Not to play in. Not, Not at to all. play in. But you would rock them. I would rock them. Okay. So the Gordon Haywoods, they're fire. I like them. I would rock them. Not to play in neither, but we would rock them. Uh, okay. Let's see. Now, let's kick it. I like the throwback shoes. I love, if you, if anybody listens, they know that the Air Force Ones usually make a comeback on here a lot. Uh, the LeBron Sevens came back on here. I love the throwback shoe. So, the throwback shoe that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about two throwback shoes today, right? The throwback, and we're going to talk about a, a quietly hasn't been released yet. So, the two throwback shoes we're going to talk about, first one is going to be the Bo Jacksons. Ooh. And not just the Bo Jacksons. It's, it's being re-released with like a, like a quartz pink and mm. an olive green. Woo! 
Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that, that's, that's heat right there. That is absolute fire. That is absolute fire. Let me, hold on, hold on, let me put it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it like this. If you have an Alpha Kappa Alpha in your life, if there's an AKA in your life, you need to buy her these shoes immediately. That's how fire they are. If you have not seen a better pink and green combination outside of an AKA sweater than these shoes. Absolutely. And if you don't have an AKA in your life, you still need to buy these shoes for yourself. They're that hot. They are that hot. Yeah, and these were shoes donned by the legend himself, two-sport all-star. Fastest man on record. This he could run up a wall. Beast. He ran up a wall. Google that, kids. He ran up a wall. Absolutely. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. Those Bo Jacksons and the white with the pink. It's good. It's absolutely fire. I would rock these with a pair. Of, hear me out. Okay. Okay. With a pair of fitted army jeans. Mm. That's tapered at the bottom, so this way you can see the whole. You because you you're gonna want to see that olive green. With a, and a like one of the pink hoodie, one of them ice cream hoodies. Okay, you cleaned it up with the ice cream. This pink alone. Nah, not just a pink hoodie, just a, a pink ice cream hoodie. Gotcha. That, that will absolutely be a, a, a date night outfit that will crush. And you throw in a jeans jacket, you can now go to the club with that outfit. Absolutely. Throw in a jeans, or or you throw in a suit jacket. You throw in a nice little sports jacket. You now kill the date night. Absolutely. Because you, you, every now and then you see executives that cross over to pop culture. They have the suit, the tie, the pants, the slacks, and they go down to the foot. And they're killing, killing it with some retros. That, and those right there would be it. I, I'd have to say that. that. That right there would be the definite one that I would want. Now, our next throwback is a throwback from a time when things were simpler. When there was one man that we knew that could fly and defy gravity... There was a man, he was half man and half amazing. Yes, we're talking about the Nike Shocks BB4. They're being re-released with the black and white colorways. And it's one of the only basketball shoes that had the actual shock thing on the bottom. For me, I think that was classic. That was absolute heat. I would cop them today if I could. But I could, I could almost see the faces that JT is making beside me. How do you feel? <laughs> No, sir, my brother. <laughs> These are absolute flop back then and now. What? No matter the colorway, <laughs> lace swap, there's nothing can fix them. <laughs> not in game, not date night, not, not even a gift to my worst enemy. I'm sorry. You're acting like they're green eggs and ham. They're, they're really good. <laughs> I'll tell you. Think about it. The, the night shocks of BB. Have you tried them? Have you played in them? No. You couldn't, you couldn't get past the look? I couldn't get past the look. They look like an a orthodontic shoe. <laughs> they, look like, they look like what? The, I, 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 I have to say, when I saw Vince Carter first put them on, I knew I needed to have them. I tried them. I wore them. I was a huge fan. This is the iconic shoe that he won the dunk contest in. It, it, mind you, I grew up during a time of inside stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love Vince Carter. We used to try to go yeah. do the donks, but the shoes were not where the magic was, magic was coming from. <laughs> it wasn't the shoes. It wasn't the shoes. It wasn't the shoes. All right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on to the next one. I have actually a special one. Okay. This, this has not been released yet. 
There's no release date for it yet. As a matter of fact, the, the video of it was leaked. And I'm not going to tell you who it was leaked by yet, not yet at least. Yes. Yes, look at those. It was leaked by Brianna Stewart. It wow. was the KD-12 on Pearls. Wow. Look at those. Those have to be. Now, I'm a huge fan of the Aunt Pearls. Every single one of them, I absolutely love. The two that I love the most, though, or, well, now, <laughs> I have to say that one knocked one of them off. So the two that I love the most is going to be the KD-12 Aunt Pearls mm. and the KD-7 Aunt Pearls. Those are the two Aunt Pearls I absolutely love the most. Number three is coming in with the KD-9 Aunt Pearl. What do you think? I can't say anything bad about these. Oh, about no. any of those pairs because they're straight heat. There's, yeah. There needs no introduction, no lace swap, no socks. Just out the box on foot, you money. And you can wear with everything. Absolutely. With absolutely everything. I think the best part about it is, you know the, the classic, um, the Aunt Pearl where it has the wing coming yeah. over? That classic part, I love the fact that he refuses to remove that. And, and it's kind of like a dedication to his Aunt Pearl who, who passed of uh, breast cancer. So every year that they come out, I, I honestly believe this. I like the Aunt Pearls. I really love Absolutely. them. Absolutely. KD12, Aunt Pearls. Shh. No release date yet. It's been leaked. Shh. They haven't said anything about the retail. That has been abs absolutely amazing. Hey, JT the Sneaker Guy is here with me on Let's Kick It. But guess what? I got some special surprise for you. Yes, there's going to be, a, we're going to have a special segment, a Christmas segment of the Let's Kick It. And it's also going to kick off mine and JT's new show, Let's Kick It, Kicking It Courtside. It's going to be with me and JT right here on CWN Sports Network. Now, before I go ahead and let you go, and you know me, I like to do my little promos and my shout-outs. Before I let you go, I got to give a shout-out to my guy, Chet Holmgren. He's actually lighting it up for the uh, where you, for Why You Ball segment. He's actually lighting it up. This boy, seven-foot beasting in high school. Yeah. Absolutely beasting. And the thing that, not, that, that set it on fire, because I was watching him a little bit before he hit that uh, camp, the Under Armour camp where he was one of the uh, best that nobody heard about. Absolutely. I got a chance to take a look at him before he hit that camp when he came here to Vegas for the Bigfoot Hoops. He was absolutely amazing right there. But what dropped my jaw was the Under Armour camp. Well, oh, you see, I can see your move. Tell me what you liked about that camp. Man, <laughs> man, to step up to the man himself, two-time unanimous MVP, and do him dirty like that, take mm. his ankles and flush. And then dunk it on him. And then Ooh. dunk it. Just Ooh. so disrespectful. Hey, but, Chet Holmgren, you are the YU Ball Player of the Week. Congratulations. Keep doing what you're doing. I know high school is just starting off for you, but you're going to be on my show a lot more, I can tell you that. Absolutely. Hey. I want to go ahead and give a shout-out. Thank you all for hanging out with me, and thank you for coming through, JT. Yes, sir. Appreciate yes, you. sir. Anytime. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us here at Ball Court. As well as thank you for always tuning in. CWN Sports is doing a big thing. Fusion Sports. AZ Manning, she's always out there. You got to keep on looking at her. 
She, I'm telling you, she's she's smart, she's pretty, she's giving you information, she's killing it. And I got my peoples over there at Blitz. Blitz, keep on doing what y'all doing. Y'all tackling the issues, y'all hitting the bases, and y'all keeping it light and funny. And of course, we gotta give a shout out to our morning show. Yup, Sean Harvey and them, they doing it every single morning. You got the light side of it. They got the smiles going. And of course, I have to always thank each and every person that's coming out, signing up, following us on iHeartRadio for Ball Court World. I want to thank y'all for doing so, but also sign up at CWNSports.com. This way we could alert you every time I'm dropping new fire. And that's where you're going to find Let's Kick It, Kicking It Courtside also. Stick around with us. We're going to keep on growing. We're going to keep on giving you content. And we're going to keep on making sure that you love the world of basketball. I'm Coach Drew, and this has been Ball Court. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for listening to Ball Court with Coach Drew. World of basketball. Now go hit the showers. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.